So I just finished listening. I, I you know, I, I take a break before between my analysis and my, um, you know, my normal daily routine. I take a break before the live room starts, and I typically watch. I used to watch all this new stuff, you know, the stuff you're supposed to watch, Bloomberg and CNBC. But I go back to watching uh, kind of sports talk radio, um, and there's a show I listen to called Golik and Wingo. And they were talking about this interesting situation in the National Football League where there is a team that is um, tanking. And uh, what tanking means for you guys that aren't familiar is basically they're trying to be bad on purpose um, because in the NFL, the, the worse you are, you get the first draft pick the next season, which basically means you get dibs at whatever player you want or you try to get the best player coming out of college. So. They've been being bad on purpose. They've been trading kind of their best players. And there is an argument about is the situation helpful or harmful for the players? And one of the guys was talking about, well, it's harmful for the players because you have worse players on the field and um, there's a greater chance of injury. And these guys are putting on bad tape because, uh, you know, bad tape on film for their future careers because they're going against people that are way better than them and they just look bad and it's ruining their careers and there's another former football player that came on and he thought the exact opposite now he he said the whole situation is bad Uh, you know an organization should never want to lose on purpose it's not fair to you know people paying the taxes for the the stadium uh, season ticket holders who support the team fans and stuff like that Um, But he was actually making the case for the players. He said, this is not a bad situation for the players. This is a good situation because now these players that were formerly on the bench, that formerly never had a chance to play, they get a chance to play. And that's what every player wants. They want an opportunity to prove themselves. So I was curious in what you guys thought in a situation like that. Is it, would you rather kind of, not be in a situation or not be in a situation where you're overmatched or would you say hey i just want the opportunity and and look at it as a positive what what, what would you guys say let's see a few people typing in so we'll give them uh, last said, uh, sounds like cheating to me. I said, I want to play. I always want to play to win regardless. Yeah, um, that was kind of my take on it. Um, I understand that, you know, he, he said a good point. He said, all right, so the good players in the game want to be great. They aspire to be great players. The average players aspire to be good players. And the bad tra- the bad player- players aspire to be average players. Right? Everyone wants to kind of move up. And in professional sports, right, your your career is all about getting an opportunity to prove yourself. And in a situation like this, yeah, you may be overmatched, but would you agree that a, a an opportunity to prove yourself is better than not having an opportunity to prove yourself? And Matt says, I would still take the opportunity. Yeah, and... and what I, what I thought about it was this. I, I thought about when I was going on kind of my tour of, of venturing into money management, right? And I've I spoken to a few of you guys about kind of the, the path to do so. And, you know, when you have an established reputation of, of being a good trader, a, a good track record of maybe managing money for others, 
you can start to make the rules, right? What, what do I say now? So if I were to if I were to manage money now, I would look my client in the face. I'd tell them the rules. I'd tell them how much I'm charging. I would tell them no contact um, except for every quarter, blah, blah, blah. It would be like kind of a power move because I, I kind of have that authority now. But do you think my mindset was the same um, when I first started off and I'm just some young guy, new trader, no experience? No, I, I, I had to adapt to kind of making it the best deal possible for the client. And I always tell people, you know, when, when I charged, uh, what I charged for my services was only on new equity highs. That was kind of a way to, to sweeten the deal. And what that means is that I would only take, um, I would only take payment when I brought their equity to new equity highs, right? So I can have a profitable month, right? But if I was down the month before and, and my profitable month didn't bring them to new equity highs, I wouldn't pay myself. And that's a massive safety net to the investor. Why do you, why do you think that is? What, what, what type of safety does that bring to the investor? Greg says, shouldn't that be the norm? No. What, what you'll get out there mostly is and and this is this falls into another question i got yesterday what you get out there mostly is you know most of these like the 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 bigger money managers not like not like personal private ones i'm talking about like if you were to invest your money in and you know with uh, a bank that's managing money you know they don't really they don't make their money off of of whatever their trading returns are what do you what do you think they make their money off of Yeah, they make their money off a management fee. So their job is not to actually make you money. They don't really care about that. Their job is to make you a good enough return so that you keep your money with them because you're like, okay, well, this is better than what I would have done on my own. And then they can just continuously take their management fee, which is like a subscription service, right? It's like you're paying Netflix, whatever monthly, uh, whatever monthly bill, right? It's the same thing. That's their job, right? And, and at the same time, the job is to keep risk low. Because if you're a client, if you're making a little bit of money, you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, a little bit is better than nothing. If you're losing money, that's when all of a sudden you're like, ah, maybe I want to take my money out. So their job is to make you enough, obviously nice and safe, make you enough so that you keep your money with them and that they can charge you that nice account management fee. Um, and that kind of rolls into the, I got a question yesterday about, you know, what would you do? Would you um, say, if I had fifty to $100,000, would I invest it in an institution that can create a 40% return or would you invest it in real estate? Um, and, you know, obviously you can dig and I, I put it on social and, and everyone dug into the details. I tried to just take it as is. I would say, well, yeah, obviously I would take, you know, I would invest it in um, someone that's managing my money that could return 40%, of course. I would do that all day. And if I ever wanted to get into real estate, I would just use those profits later to um, diversify and get into real estate. But in truthfulness, you're not going to get 40% a year from anyone. That's just not going to happen. Um, or if you are, uh, especially institution, there's no way that's happening. But if you were, um, there's probably a massive amount of risk that goes along with that. So that's the part that you'd have to pay attention to. And we've had this conversation before where it's like, hey, you can promise someone 40%. Um, you may get a, a younger trader, inexperienced investor that falls for that, but anybody with a massive amount of wealth, what is the first question they're going to ask you? Do they really care much about your 40% return? 
No, they're, yeah, they're going to ask you, well, what's, what's my risk? Okay, you make me 40%. That's, that's good and everything, but um, what's, what's, what's your risk? Because if there's any chance of me blowing a quarter of my account, half of my account, God forbid my full account, not interested. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd, rather, take a, a, I'd rather take half that return. If you can promise me half the risk, I'll take half the return. And that's, that's more important because, again, people that have money, they're not interested. I don't want to say they're not interested in making money. They are, but they're not, they're not interested in making money fast. They're much more concerned with protecting the money that they have. And you see that in trading a lot as well, where you have this small account, right? Because a little bit of money doesn't really matter. And you're all excited about growing it quickly, you know, because if you lose it, if you lose $100, right? Or you lose $1,000, is that, that big of a deal, you know? Maybe, but it's not, you know, you can make $1,000 back. If you're trading a $100,000 account, now you lose $100,000. That's a little bit of a different story. So kind of the perspective switches from, hey, make as much money as possible to protect risk. But going back to um, the investment question, yeah, that was a safety net I threw in there because, again, I am a nobody. I, I, I was a bench player. I was a bench player that was looking for an opportunity to get into the game. So in order to get into the game, I had to sweeten the pot. And this is after hearing no, 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 a million times, right? In order to get into the game, I had to sweeten the pot. And it's similar to like, again, me being a bench player for a sport and the coach saying, Stokes, get in the game at this position. It's the difference between me saying, well, you know what, coach? I don't really play that position. So, or versus me just running out there and saying, this is my shot. I don't care where coach puts me at. I just want to get on the field and prove myself. And I think that's all that anybody asks for, whether they're an athlete, whether they're an investor, right? You just, all you, most of us just need a chance. And I've always said that all it takes is one yes. And that's, that's been truthful in my career. All it takes is one yes. Just get in the game. Because guess what? You can't prove yourself when you're not in the game, can you? And I know many people are worried about, what if I get in the game and fail? I, look, I would rather try and fail. And again, I don't, you know, failure for me, failure is when you completely give up. So maybe fail isn't the right word, but you guys get what I'm saying. I would rather get in the game and, and bet on myself, give myself a chance to try and fail versus never have the chance at all. Because even if I do ultimately fail, at least I can look at myself and, and if I gave a, 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 a truthful effort, I could look at myself and I can say, you know what? Well, I tried my best and I'm just not cut out for this, right? I've got, I've been cut from plenty of teams growing up where I just tried my best at tryouts and I'm like, I just didn't make it. And there's no really regrets in that, but there's a massive regret for never trying because then the rest of your life, you're like, man, what if I would have, man, I wonder if I could have, and I'll tell you what, that's going to haunt you. That's going to haunt you. I get that now for a lot of sports. I look back, you know, as a, as, a, as a coach now, I know a lot more than an athlete. I look back, I'm like, man, what could I have, man, imagine if I knew then what I knew now. How good could I have been? So I would always take that opportunity. I would always take that opportunity. For me, it's, a, it's, it's betting on yourself. The guy this morning on, on the TV said, it's a one-to-one -one matchup. It's not even about the team. If you're a player on the field, it's about, and they're talking football specifically, so it's a little bit different than other sports, but it's a one-to-one -one matchup. How do I perform against my, my individual matchup on the field? And you have to bet on yourself and go for it and look at it as an opportunity. This is my chance. And you got to approach it with urgency. 
This is my chance to prove myself. And typically, if you prove yourself, right, in, in, in the NFL or any other sport, coaches are watching film. You're going to get another opportunity. And I say this with money, with managing money, right? People that have a lot of money, typically their friends also have what? A lot of money, right? We tend to kind of surround ourselves around like-minded people or just it kind of happens during the process, right? So if you get your one opportunity and you do well by this person with money, there's a greater likelihood that he's probably going to tell his friends about you because people with money have those type of conversations. Hey, what type of investments are you doing? Oh, well, you know, I met this guy, um, met this young guy, you know, he explained it to me. So, you know, he, I gave him a shot. You know, he, I, I looked at him and I saw a young me. So, you know, I, I, I threw him a hundred thousand and I said, you know, let's, let's, let's see what he can do with it. And you know what? You know what he did? Man, he gave me this great return. So if he can keep it up for the next three months, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to throw probably another quarter at him. And then their friends are, well, you know, yeah, is he, uh, is he, is he just like an individual investor? Or is he doing it for, does he mind taking on more? Well, you know, well, here's his, here's his number. How about you give him a call? And boom, now you're in business. Now that brings all other types of pressures, obviously, um, but that's how it works. And it's all because you took advantage of that opportunity and it's all because you had that opportunity. So I'm, 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 I'm always for, put me out there, coach. If I suck, I suck, but just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. Um, Greg says, give me a second real quick. I gotta make sure my, my notes are up. Um, Greg says, what do you think about platforms such as Zulu Trade? It's the same principle, but easy to get lost in the crowd. So many people on that site trading. Um, I've never, I've never been there. I don't know much about it, but if it, if it gives you an opportunity to build your name and your brand and, and, and get investments, then yeah, do it. Um, my guess is it's something similar to like, we used to work with a uh, main street alpha or what's it called now? Um, uh, I forgot the name now. Um, but same thing, a site where you can manage money for others, where you can, you can share your track record. Is that kind of what it's like, Greg? You share your track record and you can get potential investors. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just be the best. <laughs> just be the best. That's what I think. Just be the best. Simple. That's my answer to everything. Just be the best. How do I get in the game? Be better than everyone else. How do I get better grades? Be better than everyone else. Do something to stand out. I was, I was talking to Latch the other day about um, some projects he has going on. He was, he was sending me messages and he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this next year and I'm going to wait until this before doing that. I'm like, no, do it now. Don't wait, do it now. Stand out, right? If you're on Zulu Trade and you feel like you're getting lost in the crowd, do something to stand out. What are some ways you can stand out? How do you stand out amongst the rest? What do you guys think? How are people going to see you? Now, obviously, you, your track record has to speak for itself. You can't stand out and suck. That's, you know, you got to back it up. <laughs> you got to back it up first and foremost. But how do you stand out? How can you separate yourself from the rest? I'll tell you what, in these days, it's easier than ever. I had to go door to door. Shoot. 
And I guess, you know, I, I, I act like I was doing it in a different time. Like I was doing it like in the 70s or something like that. No. Um, but I had to go door to door and call people because I just didn't know any better. I didn't know what I knew now. Um, it's exclusively based on results, not how on that side. Well, here's the thing, right? It's exclusively based on results, right? So the site has nothing to do with your brand. That, that's your track record. That's where people are. That, that's where you're sending people, right? How do people know about you? There's a beautiful place I heard of. I, might, I may have used it once or twice. It's called the internet. The internet. In these days, right, you can, you can create your own stardom. You see these dumb YouTubers that get famous? You're, they're creating their own, their own stardom. Millionaires and billionaire kids creating their own stardom. Use it. Start a podcast. Start a YouTube channel. Start a blog, right? Build your brand, right? Create the story around you. Who is Greg? Why is Greg important? Why am I a superstar? Why should you look at me? Create your authority. Jason Stapleton was great about creating authority. I believe he still does that right now. Where he, he works with young entrepreneurs on just brand building and how to stand out amongst the rest. So if you guys are looking into that, shameless plug, right? You can go to jasonstapleton.com, I believe it is, and he has all types of stuff about that. But build your brand. And then after you build your brand, I love I love this technique by Gary Vee. It's, it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's a great book. It's a good book. Um, I liked it. I don't, it's great if you're into that type of thing. But build your brand, build your brand, build your brand. And then eventually, you guys see the questions uh, Jason, uh, Grayson, and myself get all the time. Eventually, someone's going to ask you, you know, do you manage money? Do you do this? Do you do that? And then where, where do you send them? Where do you send them? You send them to your site, right? It's no different than, than stuff I'm doing on social media. Where I'm sharing videos, I'm sharing quick tips and whatever like that. And I don't really promote too much. I guess that's my flaw. It's a gift and a curse. Um, my marketing style is to not really market. I'm, I'm a very low pressure, exact opposite of Grant Cardone type of, of marketer. But I get people all the time. Hey, man, I'm looking to try. I, I saw your video. I listened to your podcast, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking to trade. How can I learn? Boom. Here's the link. Go. Go indulge. So you have your backbone there. You have your Zulu trader or whatever the, the sites we're talking about. Collective two, that was the name of it. You have your backbone, right? That's your that's your your meat and potatoes. That's where you're actually getting stuff done, right? And now build your brand around that. Now I don't I don't want to act like building a brand is easy. It's not easy at all. It, it's it's very difficult. It's time consuming. It's a massive investment. It takes a little bit of luck as well. Um, I've learned a lot in my years. Most of it comes by the right connections. No different than we talked about with managing money. You got you to gotta get the attention of the right person, of another influencer, perhaps. And when that influencer supports you, now your reach grows, right? Why do you think people with podcasts do so many interviews? Because when you interview someone else, guess who they typically share it with? Their group. Now you become a common name to their group and boom, you've doubled, doubled, your, uh, doubled your following just like that. And that's what, and yeah, and people, yeah, people, people do that all the time. I have a great, here's an example. I have a great relationship. I don't do a lot of interviews. Um, 
with my podcast just because, and, and, and I just don't want to do it. Let's be honest, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. I don't want to do interviews. I think there's, an, I think there's enough of that out there. Um, but also from my perspective, I'm a very busy person. Um, I have no, I don't, I don't really have a lot of interest in chasing people down to do interviews or hiring someone to chase other people down to do interviews and then doing interviews with people just because, right? I want to have, if I'm going to do an interview, I want to have an actual interest in who I'm interviewing. So like I've done interviews with Lash because I have an actual interest. Obviously I know him. I've done interviews with Taylor because I have an actual interest, right? Um, but the best way to build my podcast, if, if I were just focused on growth, would be to interview all these other traders um, and then connect with their following as well. But someone I, someone I, I knew for years um, was Steve Burns, and I actually brought him into my, my podcast um, to interview because I, I had an actual interest in his story. He was someone that I look up to in trading, um, and I just wanted to pick his mind. I said, well, why not put it on tape so you guys can hear it as well? And during that interview, you know, me and Steve... We found out that we have a lot in common. Our philosophy is, is extremely similar um, and that we kind of share this thing of with most good educators. We share this kind of bond of like 90 percent of what's out there is BS. We're spreading the truth. How can we spread this message? And there are a lot of people like that. And for you guys that will follow me on the Twitter, right, he has a massive following on Twitter. And each Friday, he does like a top traders I follow or top traders you should follow. And guess whose name started popping up in that list? Guess whose name started popping up in that list? Me. And give me a second. I'm going to show you. Hopefully it's on here. I don't know how, how I don't know if he's done it recently. But, and this is talking about growth. Um, again, if, if, I, if, if this were my number one goal, I would invest heavily in this. And you see a lot of interview, uh, um, podcasts that do that just because. We talked about John Lee Dumas, uh, Dumas in the Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, Right. Same thing. So you can see stuff like, uh, is this going to be a good example? I don't know. Um, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll count it as a good example. So you see stuff like this for you guys that are watching live. You see these big spikes, right? Slow growth in followers and then 110 at a day and then slow growth and then 80 in a day then slow growth and then 50, 83 in a day, right? Guess what those come from? It's not me being awesome, although I am pretty awesome. No, it's from an influencer giving me credibility. And then once you have that, once you have that, that new following, your job is to do what? Keep them. Yeah, retain. And that's where having the actual, you know, there's got to be content to what you're doing right you, you can't be this is where the frauds get in trouble because people follow them they realize they're a fraud and like whatever unfollow if you guys have actually good content that people are interested in or a good track record you're going to retain people because you're fulfilling a need and you're providing value so i mean that that's a great way a great way to do it um not to get too much into kind of techniques but Again, I'm a, I'm a big Gary V guy. Um, big Gary V guy. Um, you know, he he had a thing uh, a couple of years ago called. Um, gosh, what was it called? Anybody know the name? His his Instagram influencer uh, uh, technique. Two cent, two cent, something like that. 
90 cent something cent not the 60 second club it was a technique he used where it was like you you leave your two cents on um i don't know it's, it's a clever name but basically what you do is this you you go through you go through instagram post um that have something to do with whatever your your business or your, your objective is and you simply leave a comment so if naomi is looking to build her trading business Right. She she and trading is a bad example. I tried this before. It's just so much BS out there. It takes so much time to actually find someone with good content. It's ridiculous. But what you're supposed to do is like you put in the hashtag, let's say trading. And then you look at the top. I think it's like nine posts, the most popular post. Um, and again, in trading, most of it's BS. So you got to you're not going to get it in the top nine. But you would you would click on the, the post and it would be a post like, hey, guys, you know, trading is a business. Stay disciplined, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then you just leave a comment. You say, hey, you know, you know, I enjoy, you know, great answer, blah, blah, blah. You may want to add your two cents to it. I also think that an easy way to stay disciplined is to be organized. Right? I personally use a journal, blah, 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 blah. Right? No sales or anything. You just leave your two cents. You just in, engage in the conversation and provide value. Right? Keyword that keeps coming up, provide value. And then guess what? This is a popular post, right? People tend to read comments. Guess whose comment is in there? Naomi's. And people are like, well, that, that she sounds kind of Cool, that, that makes sense. Let me click on that profile. And then they click on your profile and that's your chance to show them what you have to offer. Starts with having a good bio. And then after you have a good bio, they'll look through your post, right? If you have good content, guess what button gets clicked? Follow, right? Boom, now you've got an engaged follower. Not just a normal follower, you've got an engaged follower. Someone that purposely sought you out. Not just like a robot giving you followers. Someone that purposely sought you out because you provide value to them. And then you're doing that, I, I forgot what it was. It's like you do it three times a day and you try to find like six posts at a time. So you do like 18 posts a day, something like that. I forgot the name. You can, you can, you can find it easily on the internet. But you do that consistently and if you're adding a few followers a day, I mean, boom. And it's not, again, it's not just follower, it's engaged followers. So it's not just the numbers game, right? Too many people look at the numbers of likes, the numbers of followers, right? That stuff doesn't really matter. Who cares how many followers you have? You want engaged followers. You want people that actually want to be there. I would much rather have a thousand engaged followers than 20,000 followers and, and most of them not even care what I do. That's why I typically say no to all these people. Hey, Akil. I see your Instagram account is underperforming. How about some more followers? No, I'm good. We can help you grow organically. No, you can't help me grow organically. The whole point of growing organically is me doing it. So you taking my money to get me followers, that's not growing organically, in my opinion. So I, I politely decline every time. <laughs> I'd rather just, I'd rather grow up myself. If you want to, it's like, you know, yeah, rather grow up myself. All right. So anyway, look at the charts. I do have a lot on my radar today. Um, we had some pound news come out this morning. We saw some movement on the pound pairs. We got Philly Fed coming out later, um, early to normal. Why is that 830? I feel like that's usually a 10 o'clock event, but uh, for the dollar, um, any, any place in, yeah, politely latch, politely. The other day, someone asked me, say, just give me a second to explain. I said, I'm not interested. He said, can I just explain? I said, sure you can. And then he explained and he went on and I just I, I went on to say, I'm still not interested. So, so I'm, I'm very polite with it. I'm not going to not gonna be, I'm just, I'm sorry, but I'm not interested at this time. 
I say at this time because I always leave the door open. Um, but I got a lot. I got a lot on my radar: Euro dollar, pound dollar, Euro yen, Aussie dollar, Euro Aussie, Euro New Zealand, Euro Canada, pound Canada, Euro Swiss, pound Swiss. Um, any of those sound juicy enough that you want to start with? I'm gonna re reset my screen here, um, just so it helps out some of the mobile people. Let me know if any of those sound juicy, and we can get started on there. Um, 